Hey everyone, we are back for a brand new series. I'm your host, Maingo. In the third series, International Doula Month, it's time to honor amazing birth workers. I talk to Full Circle Doula, Cassandra Thompson, former Doctors Without Borders midwife, Sam Jennings, birth worker, student midwife, and parent extraordinaire, Trish Frempong, and I broadcast a special episode from International Women's Week to honor the intersectional feminism that guides my own birth work. Yeah, we've also got a brand new mailing list, so sign up to get all of the excuses ahead of time. And please remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. The success of this podcast depends on you, and we so appreciate each time you tune in. Pregnancy, birth, parenting, it means so many different things to so many different people. What does living a healthy reproductive life mean in the context of reproductive justice? Our birth conversations are the kind that often get left out of the mainstream. I promise, like life, we'll leave you with some answers, but perhaps more questions. These are birth conversations that matter. These are the birth talks. Are you ready? So my name is Cassandra Thompson. Um, I am uh, a medicine woman. Um, I'm going to work with um, based uh, medicine healing, herbal healing. Um, and a uh, full circle doula uh, or birth companion, whichever term looks best for who I'm working with. <laughs> Tell me about um, being a full circle doula. So what does that mean and where did you get trained and how did you get trained? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, most will have heard the, heard the term full spectrum doula, um, but um, full circle uh, which it, it essentially means the same thing um, in that you're someone who's been um, equipped with the skills and the tools to support someone who is um, uh, looking to have a baby um, and who's going through pregnancy from, you know, um, all all weeks that one is pregnant to the birth and then as well postpartum support. So uh, we offer prenatal birth and postpartum support. And um, I think I say full circle because uh, where I was trained was actually in the States um, with uh, Mama Shafia Monroe. Um, she founded ICTC, the International Center for Traditional uh, Child Child Birthing, um, uh, where uh, she's uplifted the teachings of uh, the granny midwives um, or the grand midwives, uh, black midwives of the South, um, and uh, and and seeks to support. Um, black folks who are choosing to birth um, with culturally specific um, tools and skills. Um, and uh, her company now, her consulting company, she's taken over the trainings that she did back with ICTC and now does them uh, through uh, Shafia Monroe Consulting. And um, Circle is just, uh, again, going back to Afrocentric teachings. They're teachings that are, um, you know, uh, I think integral to um, African and Afro diasporic beings, um, in that we look at things as being full circle. Um, we look at the cycles of the moon as being in a circle, uh, cycles of life as being in a circle, um, especially in that they can come again um, and that they will come again. Um, and uh, and so everything always comes back to uh, inception and and where it started. And so the idea is um, that instead of us taking you all the way across the spectrum. We're bringing you around in that same natural divine circle that um, Creator has set everything in every way. Anyway, tell me, tell me a bit more about Afrocentric teachings and why you chose to go to the states to get your doula training. 
interested because I, I, I was really struggling to find um, a, a, a doula training program that had um, a focus on um, black folks birthing um, in Toronto. Um, and in Canada, period. And so um, I had to make my way out. And um, funny enough, it was actually from seeing Erica Badu being a doula, and she was talking about where she trained, and that was how I found it. Um, <laughs> and I think the reason that I really wanted to make sure my training was focused on my community um, was particularly that, um, you know, the birth and, and life realities for black folks are still grim. Um, and, uh, you know, um, in Canada, well, in the States, black folks have, uh, still have the highest infant mortality rate. Um, and in Canada, we have the second in comparison to, um, indigenous populations, um, and, and peoples. And so, um, I realized that there must be something that's missing. Doula work to me seems very Afrocentric and very indigenous in its, you know, bare inception. It's about a, community member coming to support you through something that should be an exciting time and not just an event in your life. And, you know, um, due to issues around accessing employment, um, accessing uh, community resources, um, accessing supports as a Black or Indigenous person living in Toronto, um, oftentimes birth is just an event. It's not uh, like a, it's a moment, you know, it's not um, a grand time. And um, and I want to be able to create that and 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 support that for folks who want to create it for themselves. Um, and and it can be something as simple as as um, making it you, you know your 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 prices accessible to folks. Um, finding um, uh, you know because a lot of a lot of doers out there um, are really expensive. Um, and really only um, are made to support a certain uh, group of folks who have the right money for it. Uh, and this is something that I think is a birthright in birth, uh, to have a community members supporting you and guiding you. Um, and I, I mean, even things like taking into account the fact that racism can affect the, the life of a young child, um, even in infancy, um, in terms of being able to access the supports that will help you support that kid in being able to survive through the first year of life um, through something like breastfeeding or um, through being able to get access to healthy foods, right? And even knowing the tricks and the tips on how to do that, even being low income. That's not something that, you know, you're getting out of folks who are coming out of donut or who are coming out of some of the more regulated international streams. It's very Western, very Eurocentric, um, and, you know, we're trained to make meals for our, our clients. We're trained to, um, you know, be okay with helping you do a little tidy up. Um, and I think that that's something that's always been intrinsic to folks of color. You know, we always are sharing what we have, even if we have nothing. And so it's about, you know, how can we continue to build that collaborative effort so it's not that we have nothing, but we're giving back and forth an exchange um, and building that relationship. Um, and so I think, I mean, I, I, I feel like that's kind of broad, but those are just some of the pieces that I find you get in, in our communities that, um, you know, has been taken out of the very regulated um, business of being born that doula work seems to be in a lot of ways today and birth work in general.
It's good. Let's get into it more. What are you finding um, from your own experience, your own observations that's missing from the more mainstream uh, doula training that's not serving um, Black and Indigenous communities? Um, I definitely think that um, there are... So I definitely think that there's a lot of folks um, that are still very much so stuck in um, a very cis-centric way of uh, supporting folks in birth work. Um, and from what I've been learning around, um, you know, my various elders who have been teaching and guiding me through this, along with Mama Shafia, um, you know, we never really uh, have set things up that way. We've been supportive of all folks who are birthing, no matter how that looks. Um, creating choice, um, as opposed to believing that we're like a medical professional that's telling you what is to be done. Um, there's a lot of telling people who are birthing how to birth as opposed to witnessing someone going through this great event and supporting them based on what they need and what they're asking for. So, um, oftentimes, I, I think that pregnancy and for some folks can be very isolating, especially if you're dealing with someone who's birthing on their own, um, even if you're dealing with someone who has you know, multiple children and a partner if that partner is out working all the time or they're working all the time, it's a very isolating experience. So, you know, having someone who's making more visits than just one or two or three in, you know, between, you know, your three trimesters of being pregnant. I mean, we're taught to be present to, you know, see the body, to offer healing touch, to, um, you know, put forward making meals. Um, and it's not about being someone's mate. It's like being someone's friend. Um, and I think that that's something that I'm not seeing so much. It's becoming very clinical, um, as well to being able to just access cultural traditions or rituals that um, is being lost uh, as we're reconnecting with a lot of our elders. Um, a lot of us are wanting, I think, to get into birth work so that we can bring back those pieces and not to recreate the tradition, but to evolve it to meet our, our communities now, um, connecting with um, spirit to spirit. If, if that makes sense. Um, I've had a lot of folks tell me that their experiences with their doulas have been very clinical, um, very minimal visits. I mean, folks are only seeing folks up to six weeks post-birth. Uh, post and, I mean, postpartum depression can definitely set in later than six weeks, especially if you're a person of color who's dealing with uh, all of the other societal effects as, as well as perhaps being a new parent and becoming a parent because you become a parent when you have a child, right? And, um, or even having a whole bunch of other kids and having this new being that you're supporting. Um, we need to be there longer, right? We need to be there like we're a community member. Mm. So are those the differences that you're finding like between Eurocentric and Afrocentric ways of approaching birth work? So you've got one that might approach it more clinically, um, more of a business yeah. transaction, and the other one is more of that relationship and maybe the, the holistic kind of vision. Yeah. And, and and taking in, again, the granny midwives, taking in what our grandmothers have taught us from generations down, you know, and looking at when did regulation of birth work start to kick in, in, you know, on Turtle Island? Um, what was that for? Um, and oftentimes what it seems is it was actually to silence some of these old techniques because folks who were coming in to this profession uh, were, and this calling, 
uh, were not understanding why or how these medicines were used. And so instead of listening to these, these, these old knowledges that are legitimate and hold a lot of value, it was the placing on of, well, a very medical, um, very um, individual way of looking at, you know, isolating, right? Isolating a particular issue. Okay, so you're having nausea. Let's just target the nausea. Well, look at all of the things actually that, that come with nausea. You know, the granny midwives would say, well, what's going on in your life? You know, I can give you peppermint tea for that, but what's going on in your life? Is there anxiety that's always be also being created? That may not just be baby. How can we support you? What's creating anxiety in your life? How can we support you through that, right? Is it that you, you're concerned you don't have a safe place to birth? Maybe you don't have a pediatrician. You don't have a doctor for your... Let, let me support you in finding that resource, right? Um, and so when we're looking at things in a very holistic way, we're looking at the spirit and the body and the mind, I think um, we're better off. And, and a, a lot of the clinical pieces are very isolating. Those are some of the key pieces. And I, I recognize that um, regulation offers a bit of legitimacy um, that I know a lot of birth workers um, who are not OBGYNs are really having to battle for right now um, and having to further medicalize in order to legitimize. Um, but I, I think if we lose the teachings of those who are the ones calling us to this work from the other side, as, I've, as my teachings tell me, right, um, we're, we're, we're forgetting what this can be and, and making it something else. Um, or make birth something else. Sounds a lot, it reminds me a lot of when I was talking with um, uh, Krista and Denise who are Indigenous full-spectrum doulas and they talked about um, how it used to be that, you know, midwives used to hold the knowledge of birth and death and then those two things were separated and, you know, it's not a coincidence right. that it's been separated um, under the acts of colonization and patriarchy yeah. and... yeah. I, I well, and I, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you're looking at original teachings, right? You go anywhere in the world, uh, indigenous folks are the first people, um, and you go to the mother continent of Africa, our folks are the first people, right? And so we've been sharing um, knowledge and teachings for a long time. So to see the overlap is never a surprise to me. I want to know more about full circle. Let's go back to um, explain to me the. Um, the concept of um, everything kind of coming back to its original point? like um, Well, I think uh, one of the things that we were told is if you look at, um, you know, in, in Afro-Diasporic teachings and Afrocentric teachings, um, generations are very important um, in recognizing the generations that have come before and the ones that come after. And, and the full circle concept is usually that family was with you when you're going through these moments. And this is a moment where you are having usually now three generations involved in, in, in this family line, in this ancestral line. And so when you have usually a mother, a father, a parent of someone who's now becoming a parent, you have them remembering when they became a parent. And you even have the child, so in my teachings, you even have the child um, remembering when they were last in this family line. The belief is that your ancestors come back to you. Um, and you've had maybe different relationships in past lives, but every time there's a birth, they're coming to heal the family line. 
they're coming to earth because they chose to come back. Um, and so it is a full circling and a union of life and death in every birth. Um, and even when, you know, say someone, you know, it's like I'm supporting you through the pregnancy and through birth and postpartum, um, you know, that's a whole experience that it's very difficult to isolate because they're all interconnected. And everything in the circle is always all interconnected. It always cycles back to itself. And so if we look at birth in a full circle way, we realize that, you know, maybe simply having postpartum support isn't enough. Maybe simply having birth support isn't enough. Realizing that this was always meant to be something where community has been coming together from beginning to end and realizing that the end isn't even the end because there's an next person in community who's going to, right? From having worked with um, a lot of different people, I mean, how many times have we heard this birth was so healing for me or becoming a parent was healing or... You know, or yeah. it was traumatizing, but then I found healing in other in this phase. So it's 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 I t- yeah. totally resonate with what you're saying there. Um, yeah. What yeah. What are you finding that's lacking in the support for um, for Black pregnant people and Black parents? Um, I think um, access to culturally specific um, uh, care and support through birthing. Um, I know a lot of, like, a lot of the connections that I've made around potential clients or clients have been specifically because someone met me, didn't even know my credentials, but met me and was like, oh my God, you're black. Yes, please. I have so many clients (laughs) who need someone black, um, just because there are certain lived experiences that, you know, as a black individual, only someone else who's black will understand. And when you're not having to explain your experiences um, on top of explaining these new experiences of being pregnant um, or, you know, changing, I think, um, I think it, it makes it, it easier. Uh, it makes it more of an opportunity for a healing experience. For black women, sisterhood is really huge. Um, it, so, and, and Mama Shafia, one of the things that she was teaching us is it shows that, you know, a lot of folks who do identify as women who are birthing do, do show, um, you know, a better birth experience just by having one woman in the room. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be someone they know, but it's just someone else who may have an idea of where they're at. Look at the whole thing, again, full circle, right? You have to be preparing for that post because. You know, I mean, you now have a whole another person's life you're living with and a whole place of being, and everyone's really there and excited and present for birth. But, you know, once those three days are up after someone's had a baby, the, the buzz really sort of dies down, and that's when a lot of the work starts at the beginning. Um, and so I think that's something that I've had, you know, I've had clients tell me, and I've had a lot of folks who've had doulas um, or had babies tell me that, like, I the postnatal care is just not there the way I need it to be. Um, why, do, why do a lot of black people, why, why have they been deterred from chest feeding? Um, do, you, do you have any theories about that? Or I have so many theories. Um, I have so many theories. Um, I think one of my main theories is um, so throughout Turtle Island post um, uh, you know, um, 
sort of, I guess, the beginning of colonization, because we are definitely not post-colonial. Um, I think, uh, I think um, we were used as wet nurses a lot. Um, we were used as wet nurses um, for babies that were being um, literally produced, similar to the way that, you know, to be enslaved, the same way that we produce animals for food. And so I think um, that being used as someone, there is, I, I, I deeply believe in ancestral and DNA trauma and things that we hold on to that we may not have experienced in this life, but we hold many lives. Um, our spirit lives many lives. Again, these are my teachings. These are my teachings from my elders. Um, and uh, I do believe them. And so I, I think that there's something there that holds a very um, uh, hard experience um, through ancestral teachings and trauma. That that was, again, turned into um, something that a, a woman was to produce as opposed to a bonding moment between her and her child or them and their child. Um, I also um, think with regulation, um, there came a lot of... Um, ways to do things and ways not to do things. Um, the idea of having a back alley baby, um, and this is definitely a more like U.S. Um, constructed piece of back alley baby or not having care there or being cared for by a woman in the bush is definitely something that when you hold, um, uh, when, you, when, you, when you grow up low income or when you're growing up in, in spaces with low access to good care, the hospital is seen as, as being good care. Um, being able to bottle feed is good care. You have formula, you have something better. Um, there are a lot of folks like even just having the conversations about why one might want to test feed, they don't realize the benefits in breast milk um, and think that formula is actually better. So there seems to be a lot of like a teaching away from that just due to you know, I'm, nope, I was in the hospital and I'm, you know, I'm going to be bottle feeding my child. Um, I have had some folks who, um, like friends of mine uh, growing up, um, who were uh, pregnant while living in a shelter and they were actually told not to breastfeed um, because of fear that they were on drugs or fear that they had STIs or fear that da-da-da-da-da. And so that's something that they were advised to do, um, not that they were, but there was an implication amongst the folks who were supporting them while being folks who were houseless at the time um, that assumed that they were uh, were not, and and this was the stuff that's been put forward to them by their healthcare providers to not breastfeed um, because they're putting their child at risk, um, even though they don't know what's going on in their personal life. Thanks so much, Cassandra. Do you want to add anything else? Um, no, I just think I also want to say too, like for folks who are not black identified. Um, you know, uh, if in our thinking of being doulas and, and, and thinking of, of supporting folks birthing in this way, um, you know, you, you don't need to be, uh, I would say I want you to look at the communities that you seek to support and be inclusive in supporting those communities and try to do your best to ensure that your training is going to meet those who need the most in the world of birth work right now, look at reproductive justice issues and what is going on in the world and what people are needing. And if you can seek to have your training meet those needs or at least have some information around supporting those needs, 
then you're going to be a birth worker for everyone. And, and, and that's key. And right now it's, it's folks of color who really need um, support that suits them. And, uh, and I think that we all need to be able to be working with each other one day. So I would say everyone start there. Right. So don't get deterred as a birth worker supporting, um, you know, people that might need it if you don't are not part of that community. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't shy away just because you're non-black, like don't shy away. Just get the resources, get the support, get the information, the knowledge and the skills and support everyone. Cause that's when you'll really be like meeting the full calling is when we can really look at how can we best support everyone. And that means making sure that we're supporting indigenous and black folks first. They need it the most right now. We need it the most. That's it, folks. Live life, love true, and keep it real.